Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, last year in the Super Bowl, there was lots of bets going on. Uh, a lot of people got nervous when Kansas City was down, even in the fourth quarter, but they pulled through for those Kansas City betters, and they're right back here in the opener this season. So for game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. Hello, Lions fans. Jesse Cass here for the LMU Basketball Podcast here in the Believe Podcast Network on LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Welcome in, everybody. Jesse Cass here with you for a new episode of the Elmy Basketball Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. So happy to have you back. We've been away for a little bit of time, but college basketball, believe it or not, is back. Obviously going to look a little bit different here in the COVID-changed college basketball 2020-2021 campaign. But we're back here putting this podcast up on this Wednesday morning. Uh, basketball's back today. LMU hosting Southern Utah in the first game of the season. Uh, it'll be different. No fans in the stands. Uh, obviously heavy safety protocols, and we've already seen some game cancellations from other programs. Uh, so it'll be uh, a fluid situation this year, but we'll hope that and keep our fingers crossed that everything's safe and, and well done with college basketball going forward. The Lions will kick things off with a new era. Stan Johnson, of course, first-year head coach for the Lions. We've had him on the podcast. We've had several members of the staff and a couple of players as well, and we'll continue to do that and ramp that back up as the season gets underway. But I thought we'd kick things off for this 2020 season by just talking together, myself and you out there, give you a little update on what went on in the offseason, uh, get you ready for the upcoming season, and see the players coming back, the schedule, uh, all the preseason rankings and predictions, and, and get you ready for LMU basketball returning tonight, uh, where I will be on the call for that one as well. So we're back, we're ready to go, and we'll see how the Lions can get this thing rolling. Uh, and the, the opponent tonight will be a familiar one for the new head coach for the Lions, Southern Utah, where Stan Johnson played way back as a player. Now, of course, getting his first game as a head coach against his old uh, alma mater. So a really poetic start for Stan Johnson and the Lions, and it should be fun. And I think that this is a really unique opportunity for a first-year head coach and a new head coach in general, because ordinarily, when you make a coaching change, you see a lot of roster turnover, and you see a team that's traditionally pretty young, young and inexperienced and, and not really ready to win right away. You're trying to rebuild and get your own philosophy in there, while Stan, of course, is going to be implementing his own system, his own way of doing things. This is a roster that is not devoid of talent at all. They're bringing back a lot of talented and well-seasoned players and guys that have played together before. And, of course, you're incorporating new pieces and new players into that. But at the same time, this is a team that not only has a lot of really competent and exciting players coming back, but 
just two seasons ago, a group that won pretty big together, over 20 games. And, of course, last year, a lot of injuries took place, uh, just 11 wins in the last campaign, 11-21 and 21 last year. But you go back two seasons ago when a lot of these guys were in the lineup and were healthy, 22-win season, and those guys are back. And now you're looking at them playing in you know, perhaps more of an up-tempo system, uh, more some, that could be potentially more conducive to some of the styles for at least a few of these guys. So I think that that's exciting, and that'll be an opportunity to really have this team maybe turn some heads and surprise some people. Now we'll see how it plays out on the court. We'll get our first look tonight against Southern Utah, but I'm generally optimistic, and you know that's kind of my nature. And of course, you know there could be some bias for me having you know been with the team and along for all of these years, but I do think that. There is a lot of talent on this team, and depending on how some of the new guys and young guys mesh in, I see this could be a season where the Lions could be in contention for the upper half of the West Coast Conference, and we'll see how that plays out. But looking at the players that are returning first, that's where you get some of that optimism, and that's what I'm talking about. And it doesn't necessarily translate in the coaches' poll. Lions are picked to finish seventh in the coaches' poll in the conference. Uh, Eli Scott did get did get recognition on the all-preseason first team for uh, WCC. Of course, finished as a second-team selection a season ago, but I guess that's the perfect place to start. Eli Scott, of course, now a senior for the Lions as he'll be coming in, uh, and he's someone who is going to have a lot of expectations, a lot uh, to carry, but he's coming off a marvelous season. and In a year that the Lions struggled overall, Eli Scott was, was really fantastic. He led the team in pretty much everything anything and everything on the floor points 15 and a half points rebounds a little over six and a half boards four and a half assists uh, about a steal per ball game led the team in every single one of those categories so this is a player of course is a bit of a swiss army knife can do a little bit of everything uh, can play point forward get down in the paint and score showed a real ability although not in high volume attempts but can shoot from the outside a little bit as well course an amazing passer rebounder uh you know can take step forwards in his defense which i think he will as well eli scott will be undoubtedly one of the leaders of this team and will be a big reason uh you know regardless of of how successful this team can be so i expect a huge year out of eli um you know first team all wcc i think is the goal and the expectation for him so i think his senior season he's really looking to to come on the scene and when you're looking at a player who you know, he can play in really any style because we said he's very versatile. But if the Lions do, inte- do indeed look to push the tempo a little more, which I think that they will understand Johnson, that's something that could heavily favor Eli Scott, who you look at a guy who's going to be under the basket grabbing rebounds. And he did this under the old regime as well, but grabbing rebounds and then immediately looking to push the pace as kind of a point forward and get out in transition. That's really conducive to his style and I think will benefit the team greatly so I think Eli in that role is going to be fantastic and then you look at where the optimism comes in it's the guys that as we said three in particular that missed all of last season for various reasons but Damian Douglas Joe Quintana Matias Markison uh, you know huge potential contributors to this ball club and you know we'll start with with Matias Markison, we had him on the podcast a couple of months ago, right after he made his decision to return. And Matias was someone who was highly sought after. He was, you know, in a bidding war basically after reopening his recruitment when Mike Dunlap was let go. 
you know, considered Louisville, San Diego State, really high-level first-tier programs, and he chose to come back to LMU and play for Stan Johnson and the staff. And Matias is a player who has improved year after year. And, of course, there might be some rust to shake off with, with missing an entire year. He, of course, dealt with a really tough and unfortunate situation of his mother falling ill and, and passing away. So going back to Sweden, you know, spending time, taking care of the family. Uh, he's been back in L.A. for quite some time and obviously ready to go with this new season. But when he did play two seasons ago, you know, a little over 10 points and six rebounds. Obviously, the 7-3 frame is still there. Great, you know, size and strength. Moves well for his size and an incredibly soft touch as a jump shooter. Obviously, finishing around the rim as well. Great free throw shooter uh, and protects the rim. So I think having Matias uh, is going to be great for this team for for the obvious reason of having a truly successful, dominant big man in the paint. But also for the Lions, you know, they can play, and I think we'll hear this word a lot with this team this year, versatility. They'll have the lineups where they have the traditional course big man 7-3 Markison in there but with the rest of this roster and the way it's constructed you know if there are teams that have quicker smaller lineups I think the Lions will be able to adapt to that as well but Matias has shown an ability over the years you know improving his conditioning and his, his athleticism to stay on the floor no matter what the configuration around him is so I expect big things from Matias you look at some of the other guys who were injured last year Damian Douglas, who dislocated his ankle just before the start of the season, and Joe Quintana, who tore his ACL just before the start of the season a year ago. Those two will both be back, and I think high expectations for them as well. Damian had an incredible freshman season. You know, the stats, not quite indicative of just how good it was, but eight and a half points, five rebounds, a little over an assist, and about 25 minutes per ball game as a freshman. And you know, as we said, it goes beyond those numbers. The defense for him... You know, such an incredible athlete, great bounce, a threat to really get out and transition. Again, we're going to hear that a lot from this team. But I think Damian, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Not even really noted as a great shooter in his freshman season. But with that, he still shot 58% from three-point range. Granted, just 26 attempts, but 15 of 26. So when he was open, he took those shots. He made those shots. That's something that should continue to improve, especially you know, in that rehab time off, a lot of the time, the only thing you can do for a while when you can't really run around uh, is shoot the ball. So undoubtedly, Damian's going to come in, and I think his shot will will be improved, uh, and that only expands his game as well. If he's a knockdown shooter and shoots with volume, you know, you're talking about a player who has, you know, all league level potential with his athleticism, his ability to play on both ends of the floor. I think he could be a huge factor for the Lions. So. Having him back as a redshirt sophomore will be amazing. And then Joe Quintana, you know, someone who averaged near eight points per game as well. He was really, along with Eric Johansson previous years and Stephen Haney, the main three-point threat for the Lions. He shot 37% from three-point range in his last season with the Lions, and that's on high volume, 125 attempts. So a guy who can stretch the floor, really a combo guard, but can handle, set up the offense, and play off the ball. So it gives you... A good look on you know either a point guard or a shooting guard, combo guard, whatever you want to call it. But Joe Quintana can really stretch the floor in that way. And those are two, or three rather, with Matias. Big pieces returning and, as you said, lending to optimism for this team. And that's obviously before getting into anyone else on the roster and all the additions that we've talked about in previous episodes. But 
you know, Kelly Leopepe, an all-freshman league performer, he'll be back. Ivana Lipiev, who I think still has a ton of potential in the room to grow, he's back for the Lions as well. Parker Dorch, of course, will be a senior for this team. You know, Lazar Nekic. And then all the the new players that are coming into this fold for the Lions. And you look up and down the roster, a couple of guys that are graduate transfers, senior transfers, coming from big programs who didn't really get a big opportunity to play, but obviously had the talent to be in those big programs in the first place. Those are guys I'm really looking forward to seeing how much they can contribute right away. And Cody Pugh, one of them, a 6'9", uh, combo forward who played at Stanford. He'll be playing for the Lions this season. And then Quentin Jackson Jr., graduate transfer, played at Temple, also spent time at Tallahassee Community College and UNC Charlotte. Uh, you know, he's a could be a point guard, combo guard for the Lions as well. So those are two guys who I think could come in and contribute right away. And that's not to mention the freshmen that are coming in. Jalen Anderson out of Arizona, another guard who could really help out. Uh, you know, played in James Harden's AAU team in Arizona has a lot of potential as well. And then Mayum Mayum, the freshman from Australia who played his high school ball in Florida, big-time athlete who can play above the rim. So I think there's a lot to look forward to for this Lions team, and I think I think we're going to be excited. And the first match for Southern Utah should be a good indication of just kind of what we can expect all season long. You're not going to see everything that you're going to see all year long, but uh, it is an opponent you know, luckily enough for the Lions that they faced just a season ago uh, and one that they defeated a season ago. And I think the main thing you'll be able to see as there's, you know, a little bit of roster turnover for both teams, but uh, in large part, a lot of the key players for both squads are back. So not that you can judge everything off the game from last year and this upcoming game tonight, but LMU beat Southern Utah by 10, 61 to 51 a year ago. And I think for... For myself, the thing I'll be looking for the most is the style for the Lions. And as we said, obviously, new coaching regime, new style, having a lot of players back. That game that the Lions played last year, of course, was kind of the style they played all year long. A slow, grinded-down style. A lot of that, granted, was was decided by the injuries and just the way they had to play with you know some limitations on the roster. But uh, you know, if the game is in the, the 50s and 60s again, or... Is it going to be in the 70s and 80s? And if it is, I think that'll be a real indication of kind of the offensive style we can expect to see from the Lions this season going forward. So I'm excited about the roster. I think they have big-time potential to to really, as I said, get up into the top half of the conference. You're always going to have Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's at the top. Uh, but there's there's real chance to, to push and fight for those top spots as well. We know Pepperdine is talented. San Francisco is talented. Santa Clara was young and talented as well. This league is not getting any any worse. So the competition will be fierce, but I think that the Lions have the tools to at least be very competitive and exciting in this conference. So I'm looking forward to that big time. Um, You know, we're going to keep it relatively short on this episode. As we said, Uh, there's a lot upcoming. So a lot of content coming your way in the Believe Podcast Network. But before we go, do want to delve into the schedule a little bit because, of course, Previous times we talked, you know, the conference schedule had come out, but with how difficult it's been due to COVID, uh, you know, the non-conference schedule didn't get finalized and come out until just a little over a week ago. So we finally have the full schedule, what it look looks like for the Lions and, and what they'll be facing this season. Of course, game one, as we mentioned tonight, Wednesday, November 25th against Southern Utah. Then the Lions will travel 
for a quick two-game tournament in Minnesota. They'll play the host school, the University of Minnesota, on Saturday, this Saturday the 28th, and then North Dakota State on Sunday. So a back-to-back for the Lions this weekend for a three-game week for them. So Southern Utah on Wednesday, Minnesota and North Dakota State on Saturday and Sunday. And then the Lions will have a little bit of time off. They'll return home. They'll take on Long Beach State December 4th. That'll be a Friday game. And they'll go to Stanford and take on Cody Pugh's old school, the Stanford Cardinal, on Wednesday, December 9th for an afternoon matinee. That'll be a 2 p.m. one there. And then the Lions with three straight games at home in Gerson Pavilion. UC Santa Barbara, Saturday the 12th. UC Irvine, December 17th, a Thursday. And Cal Poly, December 19th, a Saturday before Boise State on the road on December 22nd. So you look at that schedule, those are a lot of schools that have been really successful over the past couple of years. Obviously, Minnesota and Stanford, a couple of power conference opponents. We know UC Santa Barbara and UC Irvine and even Cal Poly have all had their taste of the NCAA tournament, as has Boise State. So, um, you know, a strong schedule out of the gate and what has to be relatively tough and limiting scheduling options for the Lions. They did very well for themselves. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Obviously a three-game week coming up this week. So we'll have a ton to talk about uh, as we go forward here with the LMU Basketball Podcast. But but we're back uh, and we're excited. And if you know whether this is your first time listening or you're a long-time listener, we appreciate you here. Um, know you can find us wherever your podcasts are available. If you're on Apple, please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, as you said, we're available wherever else. And you can also check out Believe.com for the podcast feed and, and on the social media at Believe Podcast and at Believe Sports. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass for any and every LMU basketball update. But we're going to keep it short and sweet on this week's episode. As we say, locked in uh, to the podcast feed. We'll have many episodes coming up, uh, a lot of great guests uh, connected with LMU basketball. So be sure to, to stay locked in here. But that's going to do it for this Sweet, short and sweet edition of the Return to LA Basketball on the Bleed Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again next week and see how the Lions season starts. But we're back at it. Stay safe out there and enjoy here on the Bleed Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place with a show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Lions. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.